Hey everybody, this is your humble host and Dungeon Master One, Dylan. Uh, coming at you with a production notice again. We'll get to the episode in just a moment, but before we do, uh, we've got to say thank you to all of our patrons over on patreon.com slash semi-automagic. Uh, we started the Patreon around last month, uh, and we saw some, some pretty decent growth, uh, at the very beginning. Uh, and so thank you, uh, to everyone who has signed up and who is supporting us. Um, We've got, uh, uh, I guess we'll just start with the list. Uh, we'll go for William, last name redacted from Patreon, I guess. Uh, thank you, William, uh, friend, friend, personal friend of, uh, myself and OLCW. Um, known him for a, a little while. Pretty cool cat. Uh, good to have him supporting us. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's, that's rad. Thank you for listening and, and thank you. He's, been listening to these shows since we started them and and to to see his name on this list is is fabulous i love it thank you um we've got uh liz uh the inspiration for little liz delphi uh up in uh semi-automagic inc the dresden files podcast we did um again a personal friend of the creators of the show and and she's a wonderful human being and has been a longtime supporter of us uh and and so, same thing, seeing her name in this list, incredible, thank you so much. Uh, we, we really do appreciate that more than, more than we can say and, and more than, uh, maybe apparent. Uh, next up, we've got, uh, Gessian Gojak, uh, our friend with the strange name that took me like three weeks to learn. Uh, thank you for supporting us, uh, longtime listener again. Uh, though not a personal friend of, of the, the people on the show, as far as I've been able to tell, uh, just sort of showed up in our, in our viewers list and stuck around. Uh, and that honestly is the best feeling in the world that there are people who don't know who we are, have no reason to care about the things that we make, uh, but that, that they are sticking around and guessing in particular is, is, uh, uh, supporting us. Uh, through Patreon and, and in our Discord and everywhere else. Uh, that's just, that's incredible. That, that is what keeps us going, I think. More than anything else is, well, okay. What keeps us going is that we're kind of narcissists and, and we like doing this and we think it's rad. But to, to know that we have an audience that are as excited about this thing as we are, that's, that's, immense that's huge that's that's wonderful so thank you for supporting us guessing um next up on the list we've got ej mason which is a name that i'm always surprised to see um a uh, personal friend of of cw and myself and and some of the other creators uh thony um i guess is the the other one well and and nick who will be on the the podlum when when that comes out um personal friend of the site at large um Thank you for supporting us. Uh, uh, EJ is really, really cool, um, and, and does important work, though I'm not sure if this is the time or place to, to promote it. Um, um, I, I would encourage everyone to, to Google, Google EJ Mason, um, and, and come up on it on, on their Twitter and, and check it out. Um, and then of course, finally, we've got old CW. Uh, supporting us on Patreon. Um, again, putting his money right where his mouth is. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the coolest. That's the coolest thing in the world. Um, 
So thank you all for listening. Um, to everybody I've just named, thank you for supporting us at the highest tier on our, on our, on our Patreon. Um, thank you to everyone else, uh, at our Patreon. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners who, uh, who can't support us for, for one reason or another. Um, thank you just for listening. Um, we're going to get back to the show, uh, here in just a second. I do now want to take it just a, a smidgen more of your time and apologize that this, this week's episode is, uh, super late. Uh, it is now Tuesday. The episode was meant to go up Friday. Um, and I, I understand that's a real, real problem. Um, coming off the heels of just saying, Hey, thanks for giving us money. Now, uh, Wait until I'm good and ready to release, uh, right? And that's that's not how I want to live my life, uh, and that's not how our our listeners deserve to be treated. Um, you know, I I can enumerate uh, reasons why this has taken so long. This episode, um, I can I can sit here and and meander through some thoughts I have uh, about uh, those reasons, but the long and the short of it is, I'm sorry, and um. I endeavor to do better in the future, and thank you for continuing to support us and listen to our shows. It really does mean a lot. Um, so, so thank you, thank you all for listening. Um, and and we will endeavor. I will endeavor to do better in the future. So, uh, now let's get back to the show that you all downloaded this to listen to. Okay, bye. Back to Dice and Virtue Season Three. I am your humble host and Dungeon Master One, Dylan. Joining me, as always, every week is the Virtuous One. Uh, yes, thank you, and welcome to my special sub podcast, My Favorite Mahabit, uh, hosted by me, the Virtuous One, Old CW, as they sometimes call me. Here with me are my guests, Dylan and Christina, here to talk about whether or not Mahabit Ali is in fact their favorite Mahabit. What do you guys think? Hi, Casey. Uh, Hi, Christina. Thank you for welcoming us onto the podcast. Thank you for um, being here. Mohobbit is absolutely my favorite Hobbit, in fact. Wow. I previously was a big fan of, you know, Frodo sure. and Bilbo. The classics. But, exactly. But there's just something so lemony about Mohobbit Ali. There really is. He's got a fresh like a citrus nice... quality to him. Yes, he's like a really nice... Ugh. I really prefer the smoky flavors of Mohabit Resner. Okay. <laughs> really just no selling me on this one, huh guys? Yeah, every really time just not offering no. fucking anything to me. <laughs> no, see, no you don't get fucking... it. Dude, you don't get it. Every time you think I'm no selling you, I'm trying to figure out what the joke is so I don't sound like an ignorant dumbass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we pause because we don't understand your reference. Exactly. Maybe the okay. only person that would understand your references is Deej. Maybe. Yeah. So. No, that would track. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Lead us in for real. We're gonna we're gonna keep this one. Okay. This is it. this is it. We're gonna do this thing. <laughs>
fool of you to think he's going to edit any of this out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, y'all, everybody's welcome back to Dice and Virtue Season 3. I am your humble host and Dungeon Master 1, Dylan. Joining me, as always, a moniker which constantly needs refining, the Virtuous One. It's me, the Virtuous One, and folks, let me tell you, I've never been refiner. And the Dicey One. Hey, guys, it's me, Christina. I almost said my name was Casey. It's also Casey. But for our purposes here, I'm Christina. I play... Uh, Tess. I couldn't remember if her name was Tess or Jess. It's We're off Tess. to a good start. Her name is Tess. I yeah. feel like Jess LaCoyle has, like, a side ponytail and, like, one of those 80s t-shirts that goes off the shoulder. Oh, yeah. We don't like Jess LaCoyle. No. She's a, she's a weird one. Jess LaCoyle's a real mall rat. She is, and she always wears, like, Lululemon leggings. The worst. The worst. That's a pyramid scheme. Honestly. So last time on this uh, D&D podcast that we do... No, I'm sorry. I got to put this in here. I got I get like these Kindle Daily Deals in my email, mm-hmm. and one of them was like, the unauthorized Lululemon story, Little Black Tights. And I'm like, okay, that's not interesting to me, but I can see how, you know, it was a whole thing. And then I saw yeah. that it was written by the guy who started and owned the company. He is the one oh. who would authorize that. What is the scenario where he's saying, I'm going to write this, but I'm not going to like it? Like, what? I don't... It made no sense. It was his alter ego writing it the entire time. Yeah. While he just cried. Wait a minute. You're telling me that somebody put a logo or banner on a book cover to maybe sell more copies without that logo or banner actually being true? Dylan, it seems unscrupulous. And the level of willingness to deceive the public in the name of making a dishonest dollar frankly staggers the mind. I never would have believed it until you brought these accusations to our table. Incredulity. Have you guys heard about the Lululemon murders? <laughs> no. Well, a whole woman was murdered in a Lululemon by her coworker. A whole woman, huh? A whole woman. She Not killed a woman the whole, whole woman. A whole woman. A woman hole is what the soldiers dig after all the women are slain. Yikes. Oh, go Yikes. Jesus. What the fuck? Whoa. Dude? and stones, dude. Okay, Ted. <laughs> You're a talk. We <laughs> last time on Dyson Virtue, we assaulted a man. We did. Again. We're, we're retaking this intro. No, again. no, no, that was one a keeper. More. That's a good one. That's the one I feel best about. Anyway, Jesus, we're on take four. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dice and Virtue. This doesn't count. You're just wasting more time. What? Fuck you! I can introduce the podcast <laughs> no, too. No, you can't. It's my podcast. Our I think she she does get once per podcast. season. I think. Fine. Yeah, yeah, dick. But Fine, do you want to spend it here is the question. That's a good point. Carry on. I'm really proud of your talk. <laughs> God damn it. You're fucking alarmed every time. It reminds me of 4.30 every day. It's so he knows not to drink. <laughs> Just an alcohol creeping towards my mouth and the alarm goes off. No. No. Retrovade me, Satana. Why? Why are you casting spells, Casey? <laughs> I would like to know why you have an alarm set at 4.30. I have an alarm set at 4.30, so I make DJs shake every day before she gets home. Right. You told yeah. us this. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm a bad friend. I wasn't... I, I you are not. It's it something inside. I told you no, once no, no, no. in <clears throat> passing. If you're a bad friend, it's for other reasons. Once. Quite <laughs> literally a day ago. 
You're not a bad friend. You're an amazing friend, and I love you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dice and Virtue Season 3. I am your humble host and dungeon master for the fifth time in ten minutes. Uh, joining me, as always, is the Dicey One. I'm the Dicey One, and I'm not the DM. That's Christina. She plays a character named Tess. Also joining us is the Virtuous One. <laughs> it's it's me, the Virtuous One. Uh, my name is Casey, and I play a gentleman by the name of Muhammad Ali. For various interpretations of the term virtuous. And for various interpretations of the term Casey. He's right. Why can we Last not time. get an intro off the ground today? What is the deal? Dylan doesn't want to accept our intros. Is it because... He doesn't like is it that be- we're not laughing at his I, jokes. You know what? Is it because we didn't pass the clap? Is that what this is? <laughs> do we need to... Okay, don't, go ahead. Go ahead. Pass the We'll do it. We'll recalibrate. Go ahead. All right. We're going to pass the clap in three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dice and Virtue Season 3. I am your humble host and Dungeon Master One, Dylan. Joining me, as always, every week and this week in particular, one virtuous one. It's me, the virtuous one, the angel of the bottomless steak fries. Old CW, they call me playing Mahabit Ali, who is a short man who will punch you, but reluctantly. And the dicey one. That's me. I'm the dicey one, Christina, the anger that resides in the heart of every Care Bear. I'm playing a character named Tess. And last time on this show, uh, we had a cavorting. That was a keeper. It sure was. That's why I kept going. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> Edit point. Edit all this out I, and leave it on the cutting room floor. I don't know that I've ever listened to a podcast that had a 15-minute stinger before, ten, but somebody will. Ten minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, that was a good one. That was a keeper. That was a really good one. Yeah, Last that's why. On- that was a podcast intro you take home to mother. <laughs> Last time on Dyson Virtue. Casey, you didn't take your Albuterol. Oh, That's what shit. we were missing the entire time. No, I'm all right. Casey. No, I did before. I'm fine. I did it. I promise. Okay. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Have we settled? Uh-huh. Children. We're like Are we ready to tell silt. stories? <laughs> Last time on Dyson Virtue, uh, the pair of you encountered a uh, shady fella by the name of Lieutenant Sparkson, mm-hmm. uh, all up in the chambers of... Uh, uh, Captain Commander Albert Sotenborough's mm-hmm. He uh, sparked our suspicion, all right. At the, the, uh, at Sun. Fortress Stormstride. Um, the, uh, troops of the fort were marshaled by Sotenborough to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ensure the safety of some missing civilians that yep. had just been spotted, uh, being pursued by some unnamed beast. Uh, so, that's fun. Um, so he absconded with his troops. Uh, Lieutenant Sparkson, uh, second in command of the fort, took, took, uh, his position in Sotenborough's office, uh, and then you threw a demon in there with him. Not a demon. Uh, kind of knife a demon. handed, knife handed kind robot of that really was very upsetting. It cut him up pretty good. Uh, and then you went in and continued to try to beat him up some more. Yeah. Um, and you tossed it in there and like, no sold completely by him yeah. and by, uh, another compatriot of yours yep. on like, dude, 
There's nothing going on. But you're pretty sure there was something going on. There was almost certainly something going on. There was totally 100% something going on. Uh, so then you absconded away from Fort Stormstride, not continuing your, uh, the, the meeting that was interrupted nope. by, uh, the, the field scout that had, uh, rushed into the office. Um, and you took your horses, uh, that had been lent to you, um, and you left. Uh, and you made your way into a thick forest, whereupon you stumbled upon a, uh, a gathering of dwarven hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, you were going to settle in their camp. The, uh, dwarf that, that found you, that came upon you, uh, and was just about to murderate you. Well, he's uh, gonna try. Well, sure. Um, was like, hey, why, come, come camp with us, you dorks and quit sneaking around there's wolves right um and being dorks you know being accurately named we had no choice but to comply sure so uh the dwarf you're with uh is uh now that you've had the time to like properly get a look and like assess the dude uh he's just wearing he doesn't look much like a hunter uh he's he's just wearing like really uh rough cloth but of fine make um just like jesse would approve like a sturdy, like almost like a canvas duster, um, and he's got a uh, 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 a short beard kept cropped close to his face. Hmm. Uh, he introduces himself as yes. Are you describing yourself? No, uh, I mean not. No, he introduces himself as Lotus. Ooh. Uh, D-U-S or T-U-S? D-U-S. Lotus. Uh, uh, as from Lodenstone. Sure. Um, so he, he's a, a pretty regular looking dark eyed, dark haired dwarf. Um, as you approach his, his camp, he introduces, um, his, he, he introduces his brothers, the, the Rockwell brothers, um, Corden, who is just immaculate. The dude is stocky and well built. Uh, his, his arms are like fucking columns, uh, He's got this just incredible long jet black beard, uh, that touches his thighs. Um, it is kept incredibly well groomed. Uh, his two eyes are these bright emeralds in a sea of obsidian. Um, he's sitting on a log, uh, that he has dragged over, uh, near the fire. The fire is currently unlit. Um, Laying on the ground next to his log, he has this warhammer that is sized well for him, except, like, the haft of it is easily the size of Muhammad Ali's arm, uh, and the, it appears to be, like, solid steel or iron or something, mm-hmm. uh, the head of it on one side is, is shaped, uh, octagonally, uh, and the points of that octagon taper back from the one head to a spike on the other side. Uh, it is a vicious looking weapon. Um, this guy's no joke. No. He's a cool guy. He's cooler than Aker. For real. Clockwise around the fire from him sitting on a stone, uh, is almost his exact opposite. Uh, Loden introduces this fella as Talc. Um, he is wrapped in a tattered brown cloak, uh, real scuffed up, uh, his beard 
fans out from his face and covers his upper chest and shoulders. Uh, he's very scraggly, very uh, weather-worn. Um, he's got a scar that runs from the bridge of his nose down to the corner of his mouth. Uh, and his hair is this uh, dirty brown marbled with blonde. Uh, he is, uh, again, scraggly and unkempt. Uh, and his, he's got one perfect sapphire f- for one eye and one that is uh, covered with a milky film, like a sapphire buried beneath quartz. Can you repeat their names again? Just for... Yeah, so the the first one that you met is named Lotus. Lotus. Uh-huh. Then there is... Uh, uh, Corden. 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 And like then Gordon, but with a C. Yeah, And yeah. Talc. Talc. Okay. So there are only three of them? Correct. Oh, okay. Uh, Talc, uh, next to his stone, has a just massive crossbow uh, that is loaded with two bolts um, and is strung twice. Cool. Yeah. Um, They're cool guys. So it's it's essentially a double-barreled crossbow. Correct. Like a double-barreled? <laughs> That's fuck. fucking radical. That guy's cool. Yeah, that guy's, that guy's cool awesome. Uh, as... Uh, Lotus leads you back to this, this camp. Uh, he lifts just his right hand in a really quick motion and the campfire alights. Ooh. Whoa. Wait a minute. Magic dwarf. Are these, are these magics at play? Uh, yeah, that was, that was a firebolt he just cast. Ali is We sure love firebolt here. Uncomfortable. Ali don't like it. That's fair. Um. So, Ali yeah. has been exposed to way too much magic the last couple of days. Yeah, Ali has successfully avoided magic for a couple score years. And now just all of a sudden it's magic everywhere. These kids with their magic Game Boys. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, as you're led back to this camp, um, Lotus says, So uh, what brings the two of you out this far? Oh, you know, just passing through. Right, you said you're on your way to Ironside, but, um... Mm, correct. You know these, this forest is a, a dangerous place, right? No. Well, you look ill-equipped to deal with it. Just mm. throwing that out there. Your concern is noted, mage. So, uh, what, what's, uh, what's got you heading to Ironside, is it? We are returning from a field survey upon which we had been assayed, uh... In the course of our travels, we became separated from our companion and thought that he might have become lost in the forest, which is how we came to this unlikely route. Ooh, I uh, hope he didn't uh, hope he didn't get lost here. It'd be a damn tough time finding him. Oh, so we have found. I think, Go ahead. I think we would know if he got lost in this forest. Mm. I think there would be a lot more. General Swear- destruction swearing? of the forest. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Just general destruction. So he's a bit of a, he's got a bit of a temper on him. Just a bit. Little he, bit of a hothead. He well, is, we'll try to stay it, out of his way then. He is excitable. Yes. Presumably you... harmless. I mean, that's debatable. Uh, yeah. Uh, the pretty dwarf, uh, Corden, sure. uh, has begun preparing uh, these uh, wrapped cuts of meat that Oof. he's arranging around the the campfire. Wrapped in what? Uh, just like a a, a thin insulate, just yeah. sort of a paper. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like in flatbread or something. 
Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, he is cooking the meats. Oh, I see. Um, uh, and in fact, he prepares a couple extra that he hadn't uh, yet prepared for but years. Such a, kind, such a kind man. Very um, considerate. Such a kind <laughs> band of dwarves. They also have a pot of vegetables steaming over the fire. Ooh. Wonderful, good people. Just good wild, people. Uh, wild carrots and sure. and things that they have uh, uh, foraged. Sure, wild onions, <clears throat> whatever it is, a far fetched carries. Now uh, that would be a leek. Nice. Um, so um, these these three said that they were hunters, but mm-hmm. you you don't see any like carts with them. Oh no, they don't have um, like stacks of goods. Mm. Um. Does, so that's interesting. Does Lotus appear to be the leader? Uh, he introduced himself. He introduced his, his companions as the Rockwell brothers. Oh, right. Uh, he <laughs> he and and his his buddies. So so um, he is not a Rockwell brother. Not no, he is. Oh, they are they, the Rockwell. They are, they are all three the Rockwell. Okay, correct. Oh, they're like triplets. Um, cool. So yeah, all right. Awesome. Um, noticing this, Ali will will say so. Ah. Uh, Brothers Rockwell, how goes your hunt? Um, the the three of them exchange glances, um, mm. and then um, Lotus says, "Honestly, not that great." Mm. What are you guys hunting for? A myth. Go on. Okay, so somewhere in this forest, there is rumored to be a glade of Elven song make. In that glade is a cairn of stones, which supposedly. Uh, warns of some great evil. We're trying to track those rumors down and either confirm or squash them and hopefully let the people who speak of this great evil, uh, you know, rest their weary heads. What um, kind of Tess, evil? Go ahead. Uh, the name Rockwell, as it keeps coming up, rings a bell. And yeah. as they talk about hunting a myth, you put it together. I uh, do. <laughs> there is a uh in Ironside as part of the Ironside Foundation there is a uh uh very high up figure named Sismena Rockwell. Ooh. And she is regarded as one of the greatest engineers alive today. Uh-huh. Um at the age of 10, she was already a member of the the foundation uh by 30 she had uh invented uh uh a dozen things that have become since uh the foundations of what is considered to be modern life in ironside Mm -hmm. um the rockwell brothers are a legendary group of uh of hunters who uh put to put to rest myth after myth uh anytime somebody says hey there's a dragon over yonder the Rockwell brothers show up, and six weeks later, either there's a dragon corpse, or there's no dragon, and the Rockwells say, hey, dummies, it was a big lizard. Oh, huh. the Ghostbusters. Hmm. So, what What about this myth? You said I put it all together. That's the connection you just made. Oh, that's just You, you okay, know these guys. Okay. Yeah, nothing specifically rumor. connected to this blade uh, of elven song make. Ali, uh, because you have ah. been a forester for so long. Oh, yeah. Uh, Forty years. Four, yeah, the Rockwell brothers have, years. have have been uh hunting have have been doing this gig for like 60 years. Mm-hmm. But in those first 20 you wouldn't have really heard about them much. Okay. So, 
I, I would uh, leave it up to you to decide how much Ali knows or doesn't. I mean, Ali, in, in his life of self-imposed solitude and exile... Like, he does, you know, as as we met in the first episode, does occasionally have to venture into civilization for whatever reasons. So if they're this famous band that's been around and doing this for 60 years, I wouldn't think it's, you know, incredibly unlikely that he would have heard of them. Sure. You know, you go into town, you hear news, you see the, uh, you see the newsreels that the Rockwell so brothers got... strike again. Yeah, so you've got this uh, literally legendary group of hunters hmm. sitting before you. Pretty good. That's so cool. Uh, Rockwell Brothers, tell me about this evil of which the people are speaking. Well, they exchange glances again. It's a little unclear. Rumor has it that uh, there is a giant bird. Uh, some rumors say uh, more akin to a dragon, something lizard-like with wings. Um... Generally, what we've put together is that it is destructive, doesn't leave the forest, and is completely silent. Mm. Gross. Yeah. Uh, it supposedly attacks uh, any unsuspecting uh, folk or animal that wanders near it. Mm. Um, the This forest has uh, remained unmapped and unventured for a very long time mm. because of because of this supposed creature. Um, uh, I'm not sure how much I buy it, to be perfectly honest. Um, uh, Corden thinks there's something here, and I can't get anything out of, uh, out of, out of Talc. He doesn't talk much. And this alleged creature is connected to this glade and the cairn within? Right, so the cairn, uh, was supposed to be... Uh, some kind of seal or perhaps a hmm. site of power. Um, again, it's kind of unclear. So We're hoping I to find the glade, uh, find the cairn, and hopefully that leads us somewhere new. And if we can't find the, the glade, I'm willing to say that it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Tell me, recently, and forgive me if this seems a strange question, have you noticed... Any of your companions, any people who are known to you, begin to behave unusually? I mean, I had a friend that went crazy a few years back, but, I mean, that his mind mm. just broke. No Things one... Things he'd seen. Would, I bookmark, I want to go back to that, but no one acting in an uncharacteristic fashion, or... He frowns, exchanges glances with his brothers, and says... Okay. No, I okay. can't say that I have. Very good. Thank you. Forgive me. Uh, unrelated matter. Um, Tess. Yeah. I don't know if we should, like, try to find a... I mean, I obviously I want to go find a glade, but okay, I... of course but, I want to find a glade with a carrot Well, look, like, we're not gonna go find the glade of Elven Song Make? God, what kind of chumps do we look like? However, Ali, being a forestman for longer than he wasn't, uh, yeah. is very much about, like, balance of nature, and, like, if there's a monster in here that only kills people and animals who wander in here, like, yeah... This is that thing's not, like you don't go into the water and then get mad when the shark is there. That's where the shark lives. No, screw that shark. I want to invade its space. <laughs> I'm. How dare it get mad if I interrupt its. So daily uh, is is this schedule? a conversation you two are having with each other? No, or? no, no, no. no. Okay. no this is no. a conversation Casey and I are having together. Yeah, right. we're trying to trying to figure out how to the, progress here. Yeah. yeah, the Rockwell brothers would have some things to say about the things you've said. But. Oh, certainly. 
if it's not an in-character conversation, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. This alleged creature, uh, by what means do you intend to put a stop to the damage it causes? Uh, 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 Corden hefts his large hammer, leans it up on one shoulder. Um, uh, uh, Lotus je- just, like, points over at him and says, hang on, just points over at him and says, he's got a hammer, Talc's got a crossbow, oh. I make fire. Is this not... That's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool, and nobody's saying it isn't, that's obviously. So cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's hella, hella rad. That's wicked cool. But... Is it not, uh, so is... as as this conversation goes on and you start to notice uh you start to take in more detail on uh-huh. this folk uh the pretty dwarf uh has uh is just strapped with leather armor that is reinforced by uh these long flexible steel rods These are the coolest guys because these guys uh, are really cool The brown duster These guys that, are like from uh, an anime or something the, Kingdom Hearts. The the brown so duster that that uh, Lotus is wearing is inscribed with a billion tiny runes. Oh come so on! Cool. Oh, they're so uh, full Harry Dresden. Uh, you know I'm a sucker for runes. Talc is unadorned. His That's his even scarier. scruffy his scruffy gray cloak is just tattered and it hides all detail about him you from know the what? head down. Talc doesn't need to be showing, exactly. and that's how you know he's the most powerful brother. For real, yeah. Talc doesn't feel the need to make it, you know, known to the passers-by that he can fuck yeah. him up. You don't, know, you don't need to know shit about Talc. You don't need to know anything about him. Mind your own business. For real. Is this not such a creature's natural habitat? Does it not have every right to exist here and to eke out its living however it must? Oh, no, this thing is, uh... We, we're not, uh... Uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the, the stories and the, the rumors about us. They exist. Oh, super. <laughs> um, we subscribe to the podcast. We... Uh, um, Corden winks at you. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, Lotus continues. Uh, we're not in the business of disturbing a natural habitat. We're mm. in the business of destroying evil. Mm. Making sure that the world is safe. So if you should discover this creature and it would transpire that it is simply, uh, an animal, a beast, with no ill intent, you would leave it be? We'd tag it, document it. Oh, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> these guys are really cool. <laughs> oh, there's so much Okay, so here's the thing. Obviously, we want to do this, but we're in the middle of a mind control <laughs> yeah. conspiracy. Uh, and a civilian rampage and uh, can we just do a military really secret project. And I mean, you guys have a lot going on. We, sure, we, we do. do. It's arguable that there's always time for a side quest. Okay. Okay. I, let's, I think, we, mm, we, my thing hmm. is, we can't accompany them. And offer our services if they help us out of the forest. But also, they haven't asked us to join along. They, they don't fucking need us. No, they they really don't. <laughs> so, um, one thing uh, I will tell you as your DM. Tell me. Uh, don't worry about time constraint. Okay. Yeah, all of, of the plot hooks. Gonna... Yeah, all of the yeah. plot hooks that are in place. Like there will still be motion. 
forward okay. on those things. Right. But yeah. you will not enter a fail state just for going off and doing something else. Yeah, yeah. I figured <laughs> you'd be like, anyway, that took you a single day. Yeah. Well, uh, and like, on. the Glade of Elven song make might have, the Glade of Elven karaoke might have, like, something powerful or special or good that we could do. Any number of things. Oh, All right. it sure does. I, do like do you know something I don't? Because you're getting real squeaky. I over think there. she's put something together. I have certainly put something together. Well, and I haven't, and that makes me feel like a dumb dumb. <laughs> do you want me to text you, Casey? No, I don't want you to text all right, me. Let's all right, just, all right, all right. I'll let you. It's not I'll metagame. Let this, uh, okay. The yeah, I really, I really want the surprise because I've seen the surprise on Christina's face. Now right. I want to see it. That's why I kind of started dancing. No yeah. Jokes. Ow. All right. Okay, okay, These yeah, cool. we're super gonna join the cool so, guys on their cool quest. This is how we get legendary equipment. Yeah, probably. Uh, so how about we offer to help these guys with this thing and explain to the- Hey, where are they from? Ironsides. Yeah. They're from Ironsides. They're so descendants they- of a super <clears throat> prolific Ironside Foundation, f- like, founder, essentially. Okay. So they would they would have a vested interest in a mind control corruption conspiracy in their government and military. So maybe we could enlist potentially. Maybe we could enlist their help. Well, you know what? Why don't we? Oh, wh- I love guerrilla militia. This is it's so good, guerrilla militia. You can only get it a couple weeks out of the year when it's in season, but man, when it's nice and ripe, um, and it always it just runs out. So quickly because and then it's everyone just gone. wants them, and people just buy in bulk all the time. And you say, and you try to befriend this, you know, the vendor, and you're like, "Hey, man, just save me a little bit." And he's like, "I'll try, Mister." And a lot of people coming in, and whatever. Yeah. And then he overcharges you when he said that he wasn't going to. For real, like it I'm just here. Sucks. I'm paying you the money. You ain't gotta yeah, upsell me. It's not fair that I buy a pound of Gorilla Militia. For $30. For real. And, like, how long like, does a pound last you? You go through that like nothing, then you got a taste for it, then it's got your hooks in, and then it, the season's over, and there's nothing for it till next year. Yeah. Unless you buy on eBay, and that's ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm not paying that right shipping. Do you have any idea you how difficult that not. is? You can get you can get silverback. It's less... Uh, I don't want It's not... Okay, I first of all, Dylan, you have to consider the, uh, the flavor, ethical Dylan. ramifications of your sourcing. I know it's difficult... I know. In a capitalist state, to really Whenever consume it's delicious. I'm not saying it's not. Like nobody's monkey shaming you here. <laughs> it's just monkey farming, Dylan. And I like <laughs> it's super unethical. They don't get treated right. <laughs> and the inbreeding is just insane. The monkey pay gap is right? just ridiculous. <laughs> Super unhealthy conditions. It's not fair to let them live like that. Anyway, back to the podcast. We're still joining them on this mission. How about we offer our services to them, and if it goes well, if we don't get them killed, um, we can say, hey, do you maybe want to help us out with this thing? And if we do get them killed, then we can have the sweet loots. Fair. But, yeah, I think... They won't super get killed, and they'll just be way cooler Arden. Yeah, probably. The question is, what do we have to offer that would act as incentive for them to allow us to accompany them? A monkey demon. Oh, shit. I, we're not saying that's incentive, but I'm saying, like, oh, look no, at we, how we do powerful and insane we are. We could pretend that love has, like, radar. and <laughs> Just like, no, follow the monkey. Just let him just fly. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a union. Um... Okay, well, I I want. But how do we convince? You know what? Let's just ask. Yeah. <laughs> how do we? 
We're talking about our lost companion and other potentially time-sensitive matters. And we're like, uh, but we could just, like, hang out if you guys want to. <laughs> well, if you guys aren't super busy, like, just, we could hang out for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah get some Zah. If you're down to it. I'm super down to get some Zah. We could get some Zah, maybe, like, Postmates. a couple beers. Like, yeah. Split um, the cost or not. Well, you know what? We have skills. Like, I could roll Persuade. No, that's... I don't want to fuck this up. These dwarves are so cool. Well, we we have skills. It's like when you're trying to go to a job interview, but you don't know what to talk about. It's, it's like it, this feels a lot like we have rope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you Rockwell think we should brothers, do? Are you in need of? I don't. I don't want to imply that you guys need assistance in um, this super cool mission that you're on taking. But I know for a fact my companion and I... As you're talking, um, Talc's face is growing more and more grim. Oh, Uh-oh. God. The I'm... the pretty one's face is... Uh, he's just barely concealing a snicker. Keep going. I am also part of the Ironside Foundation, and I received this, this super cool monkey. So... Uh, you and I pull... show them my weird... Yeah, Fuck you guys. So... <laughs> Love your million belts just scraping you don't even have that his many knives pants. like he like when when you interlace your fingers right yeah, yeah. that's what he's that's what love is doing except scraping. it's knives yeah, and yeah. He's, it's they're just scraping against one another and he can't stop moving and he's just going <laughs> uh and and he's very useful for things uh cordon just starts dying God. he's laughing his ass off this is the worst um, i hate this muhammad ali's very wise uh, Talc can I, one, once once Corden starts starts laughing. Talc can't keep the facade up. He starts laughing. Son of a bitch. Uh, the the guy that introduced you said, "Yeah, you can come with us." Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, all right. Thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, we we're, we we run into people uh and have them tag along from time to time. Right. Helps the story spread. Now, so, now, sure. in 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 our in our defense, I actually do well, have uh, several decades of living in the forest experience, so I could I could probably actually be helpful here. Great, us too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he starts laughing as well. Uh, They're like internet celebrities, low key. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> the worst. They're like super cool, but at the same time, like you're kind of a douchebag with how badly you it's want. Like, is that Dan Reichert? I think that's Dan Reichert. I don't care about your fit tea. <laughs> Dylan, don't try to tell me that if you thought you saw Dan Reichert. Or oh, like... Dylan would punch Dan Reichert the second he saw... I, like, on God, Dylan would just mess him up there... the moment they met eyes. There I been... love Dan Reichert. He's such a lucky, fucking, goofy, yeah. dumbass. For he's real. the smartest dumb guy, and he's so fucking lucky. His life is goddamn <laughs> enchanted, and it makes me so mad. Dan is just bash. <laughs> yep kind of yeah i could see that which would mean, I, like and i don't want a taco bell wedding <laughs> but the fact that, the fact that dan Riker, like enchanted life that he lives on a lark Ow! built up 
like, yeah, I love Taco Bell as, like, part of his internet personality, and then they did the fucking Taco Bell wedding thing, and of course Dan Reichert won. Like, of course that's how that story went, because that's how it always goes with Dan fucking Reichert. By the power vested in me by all things Caliente. (laughs) (laughs) Facile, facile. Uh, we got a lot of good potential episode titles here. Well, okay, well, wait a minute. If Dan Reichert is Tim, is, is Vash, I guess that makes Tim Turry probably Merrill? I don't know. Anyway. I don't even know who that is. Those the old GameStop, not GameStop, GameFAQs guys. They used to do replays. I don't know. That's where ah. I know Dan from. I don't know him from the giant bomb like Dylan does. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Back to the podcast at hand. <laughs> right. What were we doing? That's right. Cool people. Okay. We're going to join them on a cool mission. Yes. Oh, we finally get to level up for once. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> hope so. Christ. Okay, so we we've done the thing. Let's just play it cool. Just easy for we don't right. to, don't don't try too hard. They get this all the time. Let's not be those people. Yeah. We're just cool people accompanying them on a cool mission. Exactly. we're cool, too. Yeah, we're helpful. We have reasons they to be They say here. leaning against a tree. Exactly. <laughs> looks super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Kaz. So. Just cash. God. So you have your meat and steamed veggies dinner. Mm-hmm. Is it delicious, too? Are oh, they fantastic absolutely. cooks as yeah. well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Typically, uh, Muhammad Ali does not eat much meat. However, since this meat has already been killed and prepared, it would be disrespectful to the meat not to eat it. So, fuck yeah. Uh, Talc, for his part, uh, sprinkles some kind of white powder Ooh. on his oh. meat before he eats it. Yeah. Salt? Um, and, yeah, so you guys have a lovely evening joking Chlorine. and getting to know the Rockwell brothers. Um, night falls, you go to sleep, blah, 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 blah. I like to think we spend, like, a good chunk of the evening like, okay, okay, but guys, level with me. The case of the mysterious Minotaur. Like, Is it really a was Minotaur? It, was it really old man McCracken? <laughs> okay, there was a goat that stood on its hind legs. Sure. <laughs> it freaked some people out. Freaked me out, yeah, absolutely. Fair enough, right? Like, I've never even seen a goat. Uh, yeah, Black Phillips. Uh, you should check them out. They're, they're real funny animals. That definitely did not come through on the recording, but it that's did. okay. It was creepy. I heard it. Christina <laughs> um, was trying to get me to sell my soul to an unnamed party of infernal provenance. So yeah, uh, the uh, the 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 evening goes rather swimmingly. Uh, you you uh, set it's up your so bedrolls. You uh, you go it's to sleep. So good. And it's like when it's you meet when day. you meet new people and they're cool and like everything's gelling, but you don't want to push it too hard. You don't want to be like. You know, hey, yeah, you, you don't want to text them too much. Well, exactly, yeah. but you also don't want it to pass. Like oh, I met these cool guys once, and then I never saw them again. Because like that's a that's do not you, a fun story. Do you mean when you and Dylan met? <laughs> what? I didn't see each other for like months afterwards. And Is that Dylan, what like, happened? Held on to you as this like super cool guy. I don't think that. Yeah. Would happen. No. It's a hundred percent how that how that went down. No, I remember you tricking me by getting a haircut. Yeah, that was funny too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. So, uh, morning comes. So, uh, through the night, you are protected by the wards set by, uh, uh, sure. your, your wizard dwarf friend now. Of course he can set wards. He's God, a cool guy. So he doesn't need cool. a wire. Man, and we were hanging out with Acres Salt. God, that guy's the worst. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad he's not here in to the morning. Us, honestly. Honestly. In the morning, uh, the Brothers Rockwell rouse you from your slumber. Of course, uh, quite gently. Uh, of course they do. They do it gently. Do they sing? No. Do they have like a okay. morning? They're not morning? singing dwarves. The brothers like, rock well are we. That's uh, it. Brothers walk well there are three. So, the, <laughs> uh, the adventuring party goes forth. Yes. Um, 
Heck yes. I feel like you... the further and further we get into this, the more we like get into some dungeons and dragons. We met some dwarves in a forest, and now we're gonna go find an enchanted glade. I hope it's Hawaiian breeze. It won't be. That's an air freshener joke. <laughs> so, uh, you oh glade, okay. You appear. <laughs> You, you appear to be following some kind of map yes. that uh, that um, Talc has hidden beneath his cloak, and he mm-hmm. pulls it out just ever so slightly. Like, you can see just his fingertips as he holds it up to look at it, mm-hmm. and then he tucks it back uh, uh, and just sort of grunts and points. So mm. cool. Frick. Um, oh heck. He's like a magician. Hours pass. Would you please- I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm done now. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, hours pass. Uh, the brothers Rockwell are uh, have have their signature weapons slung across their backs, mm-hmm. uh, and they are currently uh, just whacking a path through this forest with uh, some machete-like swords. Sure. Um, but wait a minute. What is? Wait. No one has one has the double barrel crossbow. One has the badass warhammer. What does the third one have? What does the magic man have? Uh, He's so got magic. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, as he comes to an obstacle that needs to be cleared, uh, he mutters some dwarvish phrases. Uh, like we know dwarvish in old dwarvish. Oh, uh, I am a scholar. <laughs> ah, whatever. Go on. Uh, and you know, tree trunks split. Oh, uh, and he just take he takes these things in stride. Like he just keeps walking as he's oh, going. This guy's these got guys spell slots for days. Tree trunks split ahead of him. Uh, vines are just whipped by invisible air they gotta be uh, cheating, and wrapped right? around. This guy's spending tree limbs. MP like nobody's business. He put money into this game. Uh, he did. So yeah, you you continue forth with these dudes. Um, Is love trying to like cut the grass too? Oh, like for sure. He's he's, he's like, just <laughs> mowing behind. He's mowing behind them and making oh. like a really nice turf. Oh, Aww. good. Yeah. Like there's uh, a particularly tough lad. one that all three of them have to work on, and then you look over and Love is just like doing a topiary, like of himself. <laughs> <laughs> like he has a little beret on for some reason. Aww. You don't know where he got it. Nope. Made it from leaves. Not gonna ask. <laughs> That's his business. Mind your own business. He makes uh, leaf berets and sells them on Magic Etsy. And so eventually, uh, the brothers three, uh, joking and laughing the whole way, pretty much, uh, pull up to a stop and, uh, uh, excuse me while I look for a name. No, I mean, like, honestly, even if it's a stop, if there are no forest cops around, you don't have to. You can just slow I know, they can just do a California so, stop. Uh, yeah, do, do, do Lotus, the Lotus, uh, walks over to, to one tree ahead of you, uh, and just gently, uh, caresses it with his fingers and follows some of the, the lines of the woodwork. Sure. And then he knocks on it a couple of times. Uh, and he peels off a piece of bark and, uh, just tastes it Whoa, a little what, bit. What? This guy uh, is one with the forest. And he just, he, he, uh, rubs his fingers and let the bark and the, the shavings fall. Um, and he turns to his, his brothers, exchanges glances, nods, uh, and then looks at the two of you and says, we're here. Oh, this guy's like if Bear Gorillas wasn't a fraud. Oh, he's so cool. Oh, they're like rugged, live off the land people. He says we're here, and we're just like cool, cool. Yeah, no, I thought we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I got that feeling. I sense that. Uh, so the 
Brothers 3 continue forward. Uh, and there is this, uh, through the bramble, through the, the uneven terrain, uh, just cresting over a ridge, you see this nice little clearing in the forest. Uh, and there stands these weathered stones, numbering 13 in a circle. Ooh. And the brothers Rockwell, uh, take a minute, each of them just sort of, uh, settling back, rolling their shoulders back, relaxing a little as they take in this site, and they all take a, a deep breath together and then walk forward into the Cairn of Stones. We just throw love into the middle of it. <laughs> Get it! Well, I mean, it could be a trap. I don't know. Uh, we would like to save first, and then we're <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. The if there's a too. save point nearby, I think we'd like to use a tent. Um, okay. Christina, yes. since I know you know what this oh, is. Oh, I know exactly what this is. Is the save point a reference? Because you made that same joke the yes, last time. Yes, it is a reference. Okay, great. What? Exactly okay, what no, wait, is. I'm confused. Is this something I should have put together by now? It's okay, Casey, just wait. Is this something I have the resources Casey, just to... wait. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so do you follow the Brothers Rockwell? Yes. yes. Super duper do. All right. The Brothers Rockwell um, fan out in this cairn of stones. Uh... And they begin to trace the lines of this old elvish script that is carved into the stones. That's some good shit. Um, Do either of you speak elvish or write elvish? No, we both just speak dwarvish. Let me take it. You don't know what I speak? That's fair. Let's see here. Your boy speaks common, draconic, dwarvish, and halfling. So no, not elven. Although, I was a scholar, and I feel like that should get me some bonus languages. Oh, maybe those are the bonus languages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then, no. Cool. Linguistics uh, is... Yeah, go. Uh, so, eventually, uh, you know, another hour goes by, about, um, and Talc starts knocking on the cairn that he was reading, uh, and turns to his brother and says, Found it. Uh, I think Talc found it. I think he found it. So the brothers rush over to, to where Talc is at, uh, and he points up a hill nearby, and then just starts walking, and the other brothers follow. Ah. All right. Do they read? Can we? Can you guys read Elvish? No. Um, Talc turned up uh, in his uh, preparation for for this one. Uh, a, a scroll buried deep in the archives at uh, at Ironside. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the cairn we were looking for. Uh, uh-huh. The inscription was copied down. Um, oh, I don't so read he, it, but but these it. are the phrases. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that makes me feel better. So yeah. Uh, they, they continue onward. Cool. And you follow? Yeah. Alright. You, you follow up this hill, uh, and recessed into the other side of it, there is this, uh, doorway just carved into the, the hillside. Uh, and there is this, uh, stone slab that covers the doorway. It is left slightly ajar. Uh huh. Huh. Sounds dreamy. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit, and I love it. Okay. Um, we continue forth. All right. Yeah, we're the following brothers... their lead on this one. I mean, this is this is, this is is their show. We are grateful tag-alongs. Yeah, so... Um, we are the best Girl Scout cookie. So, um, uh, Talc hefts his double crossbow, uh, takes steady aim at the, uh, the, the doorway. In fact, he uh, props one leg up on a nearby uh, rock, and leans his arm uh, across his leg, and that's how he's steadying this huge weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, the pretty dwarf, Corden, uh, hefts his big old hammer, uh, and walks just stone-faced forward towards this door, and... Oh, we also prepare our weapons. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay, what is your trigger? Um... So you have a knife and a warhammer. Sure I do. I, you know, I think my trigger is gonna be an unfamiliar noise. <laughs> okay. And what is the resulting action? I'm going to swing my ha- hammer. Kick hard. an ass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Ali, would you like to prepare an action? Uh, yeah. Ali is going to, uh, pull out his punchers, Moses Maimonides and Gary, the dust-up cousins. And uh, make sure those belong to Wake Wagner. Excuse make sure me. They're, make sure they're cocked and ready. You know, just like uh, Henry Cavill. All right. Um, no, I, I don't actually have knuckle dusters. That those are just uh, you know my my fists. You know, big yeah, yeah, gr- yeah. grandma's rocking chair and the warm electric blanket. Um, Ben Stein's yeah. voice and an old well. Uh, so uh, Lotus uh begins gesturing in this long sweeping motion mm-hmm. and pulls towards himself and the door the the large wooden slab swings open mm-hmm. uh and falls to the side of the entrance um uh, uh um the pretty dwarf cordon cordon name i keep forgetting cordon uh takes point striding into uh the great dark beyond um following him is is talc and behind him is uh, your buddy and mine. Um, how would the two of you like to proceed? To follow them. Right, yeah, Who's going, going in first? Oh. Um, let's see. What kind of vision do I have? Do I have low light? I do you know see. what? I don't, so I should probably go in. Oh, neither of us do. Yeah, I don't think we do. Okay. And you are aware that dwarves have dark vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, don't you have uh, a flashlight, as we discovered previously? You've got some I kind mean, of electrical lantern. Does love count as a flashlight? His big old blinky eye? He's got a big old blinky eye? Well, I mean, the one eye you can see in his weird little gnome head. That's not a flashlight. He's just got an eye. Okay, fair. I mean, you definitely had something that was like a flashlight before. Did I? Was that in the first recording of this one? Yeah, because I... I oh, you know I, what? I have a fire... Can I use my fire starter as a light? I mean... Or is that just like a lighter? That's just, just a lighter. Okay. Yeah, it's but I also have a Dungeoneer's pack, so I have like... A lantern. Well, yeah, but no, like, I remember, because I cracked a glow stick. I cracked a, a sunrod, and then afterwards yeah. you were like, oh, but I have this. And I said, oh, well, that would have been good to know. I, I don't recall the uh, electric lantern you're talking about. Okay, then I crack a sunrod. Cool. Uh, so you do shaka, know that shaka, shaka, shaka. Um, if you, uh, and I'm letting you know this, and you can say you don't do that. Uh, <laughs> a, if if you so choose, because a a sunrod would ruin the dwarves' dark vision. Uh, oh, okay. Um, even like a torch would ruin it. Right. Okay. Um, uh, unless you stayed quite far behind them. No. Oh, and that's a spooky distance. All Can right, we all I'll... just like daisy chain? <gasps> just hold on, dude. Just yeah. Can we? Ah, uh, gentlemen, that... gentlemen, we are not possessed of your ability to see through the dark. May I suggest that we ah. Uh, tether ourselves together um if we had enough time i the, could make something but... the rockwell brothers uh stop in place um hammer and uh crossbow still pointed forward uh the wizard turns around um and starts uh casting some kind of spell at you mm-hmm. mm. uh and then 
over your eyes, there is this uh, glaze. Uh, uh, jelly. Ali, don't like it. Uh, don't like jelly. And it dis- it disperses after a moment uh, and says, live like a dwarf for a minute. God, that's so cool. That's really cool. And then they cool. all continue in. That's really cool. And see, here's the thing. Like, Ali is revolted to his core by magic yeah. having been cast upon him without his permission. Um, yeah. But also, it's useful, and he just, he wants to be cool, and he doesn't want to, you know, like, annoy his idols. It's like oh, if you no! met... They're peer pressuring Ollie into they, accepting they magic! Kind of, they kind of are, and it's like, you know, you're talking to somebody and he's real, real cool, and then he refers to, like, the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression, and you kind of don't know how to proceed <laughs> from there. Uh, <laughs> different situation. <laughs> different si- well, I, well, uh, you not, know, I mean, not I as guess different as it might same be. Same feeling of violation. Same I, feeling. Well, uh, anyway, well, Ali's just gonna play it cool for now, I guess, because also yeah. he, he does kind of want to know what it's like to see in the dark. Tess places an understanding hand on his shoulder. Thank you. Thank you. Tess. All right. So you follow the Rockwell brothers inside? Yeah. Yes. Into the darkness we go. With my new blinky eyes. Yeah. So, we're a couple, uh, of, beyond, couple of Richard B. Riddicks up in here. Beyond this, um, the, this doorway is a rough hewn, uh, cave that just leads straight back for a while mm-hmm. um and cutting down the center of this cave is a running underground stream yeah uh-huh. hmm. uh and yeah. a walkway on either side yep <laughs> did you figure it out i i believe casey may have figured it out yeah casey's been suspecting around the corners of something for a little while here but we uh, got rope we do we got rope we sure got rope uh, we got rope so- dylan you sure do. I believe it, and I believe it might come in handy. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Saints be praised. So yeah, uh, you all continue down this long, uh, this long tunnel, uh, accompanied by the rush of of running water. Uh, How deep the, is the water? Would you like to jump in and check? I would not. Then you're unsure. Okay. Um, the uh, pace set by the Rockwell brothers is not slow. But it is methodical. Sure. Um, uh, no, it's like, come... Gimli, it's like Gimli said. They're not sprinters. They're they're stamina. Yeah, that's the exact sure. opposite of what Gimli said. Never mind. Go on. It's it's true. Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna call you on it, but then you called yourself on it. So I appreciate I, that. Yeah. No, self burn. Those are rare. Um. So, uh, they come to a crossroads. Um, left, right, and Dennis. Uh, mm-hmm. they can continue. Um, and they. Stand there for a minute, checking the, the, uh, uh, the offshoots, uh, and eventually, um, your, uh, wizard Rockwell, uh, places a hand on one side, uh, one, one of the walls to your left, um, and in, and just traces with his finger a small rune, uh, which he then, uh, places his palm over, and then, uh, extends his other hand to the other side. Uh, and on the opposite wall appears that same rune. Oh, what? Um, and then, uh, the Rockwells continue forward. Into their own separate... No, 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 uh, they all go oh, one okay, direction. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, he has set up some kind of warding on those two tunnels. Super cool. Um. Ah. These guys are so cool. These guys are so freaking Uh, and these, I these assume guys, you just continue These guys following. are some well-thought-out D&D characters, is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you, did you ask if we were going to follow them? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Naturally. Okay. Uh, you soon come to a, uh, a large open cavern, mm-hmm. uh, with something of a lake at the bottom of a just enormous waterfall, mm-hmm. uh, that you suspect must be 70, 80 feet or higher. Mm-hmm. Um, something that it would take a good three quarters of an episode to deal with. <laughs> uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> something two idiots. One very tall one. Something two real very small one. Real dum dums would have r- some real hard time. So much trouble. <laughs> so much difficulty with this one single waterfall. The greatest enemy of them all. Really? Yeah. Really. Honestly. The Rockwell brothers uh, convene in a in a triangular formation, and Talc um, drops his crossbow uh, so that the point of it faces the ground, uh, and then he unloads it and loads it with a, a different quiver or, or oh, a different um, bolt, and then he takes aim at the top. No fires, and embedded at the top is now and and trailing down from it is this. Uh, long silk rope. Oh, we have rope. What a cool guy. He uh, has rope. And not just rope, silk rope. Silk and rope. It's so light and so strong, and it probably came from a giant spider's butt. And it feels so soft. It really does. So, um... It breathes. These are real D&D characters. Yeah, so for real. I feel bad. <laughs> Corbin, uh, makes a harness for himself out of the, the end of the rope and begins to just scale the wall. Ah, uh, they're abseiling. Oh, God. Um, he makes it to the top after a little while. We're holding these guys um, back. <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, he throws down the the coil of rope. Um, uh, following him, Tef, uh, Talc does the same. Did you almost um, call him Teft? Almost. I love you. Um, uh, and as he is is climbing up the wall, um, your wizard friend. Uh, begins to show you. Did you forget uh, his name? No, his name is Lotus. Okay. Um, yeah. begins to show you the the uh harness and knot work mm-hmm. that they're using. Um, add knot work to our list of things, Dylan. <laughs> um, don't laugh at me. So, uh, uh, he he gestures for you to be the next to climb up, uh, and he will bring up the rear. Uh, and so you do, I assume. Cool. You follow the Brothers Rockwell up the waterfall. Um, this is so easy for some reason. Yeah, this is really straightforward. Hmm, interesting. I feel like you'd have, to, you'd have to try really hard to make this any more difficult than it is. He doesn't call upon ancestors or anything to help him? No. He, does, he doesn't oh. create any sort of makeshift equipment that fails spectacularly while consuming limited resources? No death Doritos involved in this? Not at all. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I feel suspiciously and angrily calm <laughs> yep. inside. Uh, yeah, so you uh, make it to the top of this waterfall. Um, the brothers Rockwell join you again. Uh, the, the final one ascending after you. Um, and you continue forth uh, until they, you come. Are they talking What's about that? anything while, while we're doing this? Or do they just like... Oh, no, like they're... Well-oiled they machine are, silence? Oh, yeah. They are... Um, oh, they're so in sync. They're like a great cast. These guys are so cool. They're so cool. So, uh, they continue forward. 
uh, and eventually, uh, so you pass a few more offshoots, the same, uh, warding ritual happens. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Smart. As you continue past the waterfall, uh, there is this more intricate, uh, cleaner stonework. Instead of a rough hewn cavern, it is, uh, laid with brick, mm-hmm. um, that has, uh, over time started to grow some moss here and there. Sure. Um, as will happen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been, what, like thousands of years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would, you would say. thousand years. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. humid yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eventually you come to, uh, a section of wall, overgrown, um, but, uh, Lotus reaches over and pulls some of the moss off the wall, revealing a ladder up to a graded covering. Convenient. Yeah. Wow. We ascend the ladder. Allons-y. Yeah. So, um, you and your adventuring party of Rockwell brothers find yourselves in the courtyard of a rather large, uh, uh, wooden structure that has become dilapidated and fallen apart. Um, given the architecture of this, so, uh, you're in this, this courtyard that is flanked on two sides. Uh, by these long extensions of the the main building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when like the title card for where we are pops in? Like it flashes a name, just kind of fades in while like the music plays, and then fades I feel out? like it, it where, would have to be. Yeah. Where, yeah. where do you think you are? Uh, let me find some good music to play to this. Come on, motherfucker. Welcome to the Arcanum. Houston. Oh, the Arcanum. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the dilapidated ruins of. Some old wooden structure stand before you. Cool. So this is where the creature makes its abode. The Rockwells um, are keeping their heads on swivels. They are looking. They are. They suddenly find themselves in this big open courtyard mm-hmm. with no cover oh, and yeah. uh, not a lot in the way of. Oh God! This is a boss uh, arena. Let's say um, uh, anything signifying life has been here for. A really long time. Spooky. Um, oh, so, so Lotus, Lotus, uh, in re- response to your question says, um, well, no, the, 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 uh, our target was meant to be underground. A giant flying creature was meant to be underground? I don't know where we are. So, you know how in an online role playing game, you sometimes, as a lower level player, follow like, level 30s on their missions so you yeah. can collect loot. That's yeah. what this feels like. Yeah. Sephiroth takes you to Nevelheim and uh, kills, like, in, like, one shot's a big old green dragon. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. Is there anything in particular you guys would like to do? Um, We're still kind of following their lead, but if they don't know where we are... Make perception checks for me. Cool. Yes. Fuck. Nope. That, that's a five. I got a six. Yikes. We can I, the, pl- can well, I spend my point of inspiration, Dylan, to roll again? Uh, Please. So <laughs> we've still got this eye shine on, and we just came out into the sunlight. What did we think was going to happen? That's fair. Uh, so the Brothers Rockwell, uh, very uh, skittish all of a sudden, uh, trying to recalibrate themselves, recalculate their their next move. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them suddenly draw in a deep breath, and they all look to one direction. And look. so taking their cue, you look there too, yeah. yep. and you are straining to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. And from the uh, 
the ruins of the main structure. Uh, there, there is this great oak door that is just immaculately carved, uh, that has been overgrown and it is falling apart and there's a hole, uh, where the handle would have been. The handle has just fallen to the, the feet of this door. Mm-hmm. Um, that door begins to creak open. The wood strains. Uh, and beyond that door, we will find out what happens next time it's, on Dice and Virtue. It's a giant Tess throwing a giant love in somehow. It is. <laughs> it's so, it's everyone's a worst nightmare. Yep. Join us again next week, everybody, uh, for Dice and Virtue Season 3 as we continue along uh, the Rockwell brothers hunt for some great evil. For the finger, uh, yeah. For the thing we have no idea what we may stumble upon. We don't. This could have been a huge miscalculation on our part. And it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing Dylan, it almost absolutely is. Well, thanks, thanks for listening, all our buddies. We're on Facebook and Twitter and the internet at large. We've got a TV tropes. We have an yep. email. We do. Probably don't email us. Um, because apparently we can't open the email. We're we're trying. (laughs) Send as many emails as you please for us to have a nice surprise to. Sure. Uh, Get at us. Um, Semiautomagicinc.com on all of your favorite podcatchers. Overcast and iTunes. And podcasts. Speaking of which, uh, you know, there are so many things as a podcast listener that you find to be... uh, tacky and then once you actually start running a podcast it turns out they're super important and one of those is if you wanted to go into itunes and leave us a nice review that's super helpful yeah that too yeah forget that you can do that um no pressure like i i wasn't gonna bring it up but yeah if you'd like to that's cool yes we'd appreciate it um hell i Honestly, I would take an angry internet comment. I sure mm-hmm. uh, we have had those. Just anything. I <laughs> I thrive on feedback. I need to know what we're doing, what we could be doing better. Yeah. Um, Do you tell us not stuff. like when we take fifteen minutes to introduce our show? Let <laughs> us know. <laughs> it's probably not going to change, but we'll take it into consideration. Thanks for listening, all our buddies. Thanks, guys. Bye, all our buddies. We love you. Bye.